Well, hello and welcome to the online gathering of First Baptist Church, Wimberley. I'm Brandon Harrington, your guest speaker today. And to all of you dads out there watching online, happy Father's Day. I celebrate Father's Day today. I'm a father of three. Uh, I was a dad at I Do with my son. Uh, when I married his mother, he was about eight or nine years old, and now he's 20. And then my wife and I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old daughter, uh, two girls, and they both are hurricanes and tornadoes in our house. So, uh, so glad that you've joined us today. Um, I uh, am going to bring you a, a message today of encouragement and kind of a unique Father's Day sermon, if you will. Um, I, I recently took a month off uh, from my responsibilities at the church I pastor in Deer Park and uh, just experience a rest and a refreshment um, in God. So what I want to share with you today really just comes from kind of the reservoir of my heart and what I've experienced in my time with the Lord uh, and hopes to encourage you today, whether you're a dad, a mom, uh, son, daughter, brother, sister, um, son or daughter of God, whoever you are, wherever you are, uh, the big idea for our talk today is essentially to know God through rest. Now, that's the teaching theme at First Baptist Church Wimberley this year is knowing God. And I think that we would all agree that we live in a culture that's just life in the fast lane all the time. In fact, why don't you take a moment to just kind of reflect on where you are in life. Like, what, what does your calendar look like right now? Are you a student and Maybe you're on summer break, or if you're, uh, you know, if you got a job working, you know, night shift. In fact, where I live in Southeast Texas, uh, we live right next to the Shell Refinery in Deer Park, and uh, so shift workers are working nights, working days, and then we have children to tend to, and and then there's church, and so life just continues to kind of come at us and 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 you know, fast motion. Not to mention what's going on in our economy, uh, the tragedies that have recently happened with school shootings and just political divisiveness and like everything in our culture just presses us into uh, this anxious filled fear driven lifestyle but that's not the life that Christ wants us to experience um, and we're seeing busyness take its toll on marriages on relationships on families and certainly on parenting um, in fact an interesting fact I learned recently in the Chinese language they join two characters together uh, to form a pictograph for the word busyness and those two words are heart and kill and that's exactly what busyness does to our hearts it, it robs us of joy it kills our relationships um, it can greatly hinder um, the intimacy and our closeness with with God and so I, I hope that today this, this message is kind of um, opens our eyes and our minds to all that God wants us to experience in him and that our lives begin to operate instead of from a place of fear or a place of anxiety or depression or busyness, that we begin to operate from a place of rest and refreshment in Jesus. Um, so what would that look like, dad, mom, son or daughter of God? Or maybe if you're tuning in today and you're struggling with a belief in God, what would it look like if you accepted Jesus's invitation to operate from a place of rest, to move from being arrested by your busyness to resting in the Lord. Um, in fact, there's a scripture I'd like to bring you to, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. This is Jesus' own words, and he says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. So my hope for you today is that amidst your busyness 
you would accept Jesus's invitation to receive his rest and be refreshed today. So I want to pray for you and then let's dive in together. Father, I thank you for those that are tuning in to the online gathering today, this morning, and even watching later on. I pray, Lord, that uh, in the brief time that we share, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just speak to their heart, uh, that we would all just kind of take a moment to pause, to seek you and to be still and know that you are God and experience your rest. Lord, I also pray that you inspire thoughts of realignment in our daily lives so that we operate from a place of rest instead of a place of restlessness and anxiety and fear. Uh, so, Lord, do a work of healing in us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So just a few things that I want to share with you uh, this morning as you, as we together learn to receive the rest of God, this gift that Jesus offers us. And the first is this, God commands me to rest. Uh, you see, too often we live our lives under the assumption that God doesn't understand our busyness, uh, our stress, our deadlines, the to check the boxes of the things that we need to get done. I think that we tend to fill our schedules and our time with things to where it's like, no, God just doesn't understand. I have to get this done or I have to do this. I've got to make this thing. I've got to, you know, all of these different things that we pile on. And some of them are good moral things. Um, but at the end of the day, I think this is a great moment for us to kind of pause and reflect on what we have filled our calendars with and ask Jesus, okay, knowing that you command me to rest, what are some changes that I need to make? And think about this. If Jesus were alive today, how do you think he would live his life? Now, thankfully, we have the Gospels to help us see how Jesus would live based on how he lived over 2,000 years ago. And as we study his life, we discover about three things I want to make note of here briefly. And the first is this. Jesus was constantly under pressure from people. I mean, it, read Matthew through the Gospel of John. When you read it, it's Jesus' stories of throngs of people, crowds of people, following him, him doing works of healing and teaching and, and, and pouring into people, to the people that had needs, but there, there was also people that wanted to kill him. Uh, the Pharisees, the Jewish religious leaders of that time, constantly questioning Jesus, trying to you know, trap him with uh, different things and, and, and trying to kill him. It, it was just, it was a lot of pressure on Jesus. And then the second thing that we know, that his schedule was always full, but we can tell by the way he met the needs of people that it didn't rule him. Jesus' schedule did not rule him. And then thirdly, and I think one thing that I really want you to take note of is this, Jesus never hurried anywhere. He was never in a hurry. In fact, you may have heard that, that God is always on time. Even when Jesus healed uh, Lazarus, uh, in that story in John chapter 11, he waited three days, and that wasn't because he was late. Uh, Jesus knew what he was doing. When Jesus had the encounter with the woman at the well, uh, that wasn't just a, a happen, uh, you know, happen chance, you know, uh, opportunity for him to just have a casual conversation with a woman uh, who was uh, deeply hurting and in pain, and he would lead her to the well of life to drink from the water that saves. So all of these things kind of lead us to the truth of, of, of a word called Sabbath. Now, the word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat. Why don't you say that with me on three? One, two, three. Shabbat. Yeah, that's fun to say. Um, which means to cease or rest. So even before the Ten Commandments, God modeled rest after he made the universe, not because he needed to, but to show us the importance of resting. So God 
that all of this creation in six days, but on the seventh day it says that he rested. Now God is infinitely and omnipotently powerful. God doesn't need rest, but he rested to show us the importance of joy and refreshment in him. Now, busyness can create the illusion that I am God. See, when we create things around the importance of, of ourselves or or this, it all depends on me, um, we begin to slowly edge our hearts into the, into the posture of being weakened and burdened and restless and all kinds of different problems can spin off of our lives and our relationships when we are too busy and we're not resting. God knows that about you. God knows your tendency to live life in the fast lane. So that's why he showed you the way by resting himself. And it did make its way into the Ten Commandments. In fact, it's kind of in the middle of the Ten Commandments. It holds all of them together. Remember the Sabbath. Keep it holy. And Jesus said this about the Sabbath in Mark 2.27. Check this out. He said, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not the people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Now, here's what we have a tendency to do, not just with the Sabbath, but in a lot of different facets of Christianity. We tend to make it a religious to-do list. Like, today I read my Bible, I prayed, I went to church this week, I went to my life group, I'm doing all of this stuff. But listen, if we're satisfying the, the religious list of things to do, then that's exactly what we're doing. We're taking what God meant for us to be in relationship with Him, and we're making it a religion. So even as we learn to do Sabbath, it's important for you to know that, listen, don't fall into the tendency of just adding that to your calendar of things to do. Instead, make it the posture of your heart. So it's, it's easy for us to take this gift and just make it something else to do. So I want you to write this down. Sabbath is both a day and a mindset. So in the, in the midst of your week, it's important for you to take a day for you to rest. Now that doesn't mean you just do nothing, but what what can you do that brings life to you? Like for me, I love gardening. Um, I love fishing. I love hiking. Um, anything outdoors for me uh, gives me life unless it's 110 degrees outside. Um, but so so just take a look at that and maybe talk to your wife, talk to your friends or, or your spouse or whoever uh, to help you. Okay, how can I do Sabbath on the Sabbath day? But remember, Sabbath is also a mindset. It has to be the posture of your heart in every moment. That's why spending time with Jesus every day at the beginning of your day sets the tone for the day. So when moments come that tempt you into anxiousness or lead you into a state of depressive thought or, or anger, we go back, we remember whose we are, who we belong to, and in that moment that would rob us of joy, we experience the rest of God. So to operate from a place of rest means that we begin each day with the one who offers rest and restoration. And so instead of waking up in the middle of the morning, we put on that pot of coffee and we rush out the door to do the day. What if you realigned the way you started your day with asking God, God, today what tasks do you want me to accomplish? What thoughts do I need to consider today? What are some things that I need to remove from my calendar? What are some some things that I don't need to do. I think maybe that's a better question as well. So then address each task as an offering of worship. Now that's a whole nother talk. That's a whole nother sermon. I can't chase that thought as much as I would like to. 
but what would it look like for you to go and see your workday as completing tasks worshipfully and joyfully instead of begrudgingly and just wanting to get to that five o'clock hour? So the rush of the day that normally would bring a flurry of anxiety and irritability now could come with joy if you begin it with Jesus. Another benefit of Sabbath rest I want you to write down is that God created rest to refresh me. Now, David wrote this in Psalm 23, 3. He said, he restores my soul. So it's important to notice that what needs restoring is in a current status of emptiness and brokenness or pain or grief. You ever been there? Yeah, I think we all have. Maybe you're there today. And I think we could all use a refreshment from God. So when we operate from the effects of a busy life, we tend to feel exhausted all the time. Irritable, depressed, anxious, angry. Uh, we don't sleep well. We give in to impulsive behaviors, obsessive thoughts. Um, we're driven. Uh, High-capacity people especially often display burnout in the form of irritability, depression, and anxiety. Uh, even obsessive-compulsive tendencies. So your relationships also suffer when you are in a state of unrest. So write this down. When I am at rest, I am at my best. When I am at rest, I am at my best. Now, a good, um, I guess, um, I guess temperature gauge, if you will, of how you are is how your relationships are, like the status and the health of your relationships. Um, how's your marriage right now, Dad? How are your inner relationships right now? Would you say they're healthy? Um, are your kids loved by you? Do you spend time with them? Or when you get home from work, do they just see Dad that's tired and cranky and irritable? Um, and is that the legacy you want to leave to your children, to your loved ones, to your parents, students? Is that is that how you want to come and be received when you come home? You know, I heard a story once of two men that were logging in the woods and every day they would meet up together at the same time and they would begin to chop their trees down. Uh, now, one logger every day at midday would take a break for an hour and he would go back home to sharpen his axe and then he would come back and continue working. Now, the other logger noticed that this guy was, you know, missing work for an hour or so every day and he started to get agitated. But then at the end of the week, the logger that took a break would have more trees down than he would. And so finally he asked him, like, hey man, why do you keep going home every day? And how in the world is it that you get more accomplished than me? Well, the other logger told him, well, when I go home, I sharpen my axe. And Ecclesiastes 10.10 says it like this. If the axe is dull and its edge is unsharpened, more strength is needed. So I got to ask you today, is your axe in need of sharpening? I think for some of us to just sit back and take a break and learn to pace ourselves, we would get more accomplished, more effectively, and the important things would get more of our attention than living life in the fast lane and just living life with a dull mind, a dull attitude, and a dull heart. So something else I, I want to add in here just really quickly. I don't want you to mistake Sabbath for vacation. Okay, vacation literally means to vacate, and that's what we do. We leave everything behind to go do something else, 
But often when we get back, there's a bigger pile of things to do than when we first left. Now, if that's you, just raise your hand. Everybody, yes, hey, listen, vacation doesn't bring you rest, especially if you have small children. Because when you get back, now you're exhausted from travel. So you almost need a day off when you get back from vacation to rest from vacation. So listen, Sabbath is not about relaxation itself. It's about worship. Now, if you're going on vacation, take Jesus with you. <laughs> Don't leave him behind. And I once heard a quote, in fact, uh, Carrie Newhoff said this, time off won't heal you when the problem is how you spend your time on. I've got to say that one more time. Time off won't heal you when the problem is how you spend your time on. I think we have to learn a new rhythm of rest in our days in and day out. And a third benefit of rest is that God created rest to refocus me. Rest brings refocus. Um, question for you to consider today. How much do you care about the things you care about? How much do you care about the things you care about? In other words, how is your interest gauge on the things that you really care about? Your family, your marriage, your children, um, your job, your education, whatever season of life that you're in. Uh, because I tell you this, in my own life, as busyness and, and just the burdens have consumed my mind, I express less care for the things that I really care about. So when you experience God's rest, your energy and perspectives are renewed to pour your heart and energy into what's most important. So lastly, guys, as, as we kind of bring our time to a point of response, I wanna leave you with this. Um, and this kind of brings us back to where we began. Jesus promises rest when I yoke with him. He promises it. It's a gift right for you. Now let's. Let's hear his words one more time. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden that I give you is light. We can't look at Sabbath as anything other than a gift. And that gift is the gift of God himself. It's a day and it's a mindset for us to choose Jesus amidst a life of busyness. It's not adding Sabbath or adding Jesus to the checklist of every day. It's that our lives begin to operate centrifugally from a relationship with God. So the things that we do begin to accomplish, we accomplish with joy and with hope and with great expectation. Why? Because we're yoked with Jesus. So what does that invitation look like for you today? Maybe today it's you need to accept the gift of salvation and have a relationship with God through Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. Maybe for you, Dad, on this Father's Day, it's a time for you to maybe just drop to your knees before the Lord and ask God to, to forgive you for just creating a calendar that draws your heart away from your family. Maybe it's time for us to have conversations about how we can realign our thinking and our thought and our calendars. Instead of making it a checklist of things to do, we begin to create every day based around a relationship with God. You can come to Jesus for the rest you need. It's a promise that he makes and it's a promise that he will keep. So I want to pray for your hearts and then I want to allow time for response today. Um, as I pray, you encounter Jesus to experience the rest of God. And so, Lord, I pray for uh, the man or the woman that's watching this, uh, this recording today, this, 
the sermon online. I pray, Father, that right now where they are, your Holy Spirit would just inspire thought that would lead to action. Lord, if they are lost, if they don't know Christ as their Savior, I pray that they say yes to Jesus for salvation, to receive eternal rest, the gift of eternal rest with you. But also, God, in that, and it's a gift that we can share and have today. So, Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ that are watching this around the world. Lord, that right now, right where they are, they would experience your peace, that they would experience your rest and accept Jesus' invitation to yoke with him and receive the gift of peace and the gift of rest. So thank you, God, for all that you want to do in us and also through us as we learn to operate from a place of Sabbath rest. And we pray this in Jesus' name.